You're listening to Beyond the Bike with Big Lou. And now a few words from our advertisers. Welcome to Sysmontane Brewing Company. We are located at 1409 East Warner Suite 6, Santa Ana, California 92705. We are open on Monday through Thursday from 3 to 9, Friday and Saturday from 12 to 9, and Sunday from 12 to 6. We have 15 beers on tap with rotating seasonal options. We also have a cask night and taco Tuesday every Tuesday from 3 to 9. And we also feature vinyl Sundays where you can come and choose your own record and we play your music for you. We'll see you soon, Santa Ana. Cheers. We kind of rewind a little bit. So you work at this place called Toast. What, what are they specialize in? Like when you say breakfast, lunch, and dinner, what do what you guys, what's like your cuisine? Um, we're calling it like, um, like a contemporary diner modern diner um so he comes from a bunch of big name places up in la uh you know super fine dining um i'm just young and crazy and i have a bunch of wild ideas so we're kind of bringing them together under the concept of a diner so we'll take stuff like chicken pot pie and turn it into chicken pho pot pie um so yeah it's kind of like a contemporary modern diner food is what we're going for Good way, to, good way to stand up. Yeah. I, I One thing I also I that uh, catches my eye is that you guys dress it well, too. It's aesthetically. Oh, thank like you. It's, a, it's very, it's like an art piece. Modern. Yeah. Bowl. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's not just like, you know, like you, you're saying diner, and I think a lot of people would picture like diner. Denny's. Like exactly Denny's what I'm thinking. Something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but like, it's, it's like, it's, it's, there's an art to, there's a pinky up kind yeah. of mentality I, I see. Like when you go to bite and you're not, you're not taking like a big bite. You're, 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 right. you're savoring. Right. And it's it's I feel like it's a presentation piece part, right. part to it too right and that's what that's definitely what we're going for mm-hmm. you know but we don't want to scare away people <laughs> in Orange County because right. Orange County food is very different from L A food right very yeah. very different mm-hmm. yeah. so if you bring L A food to Orange County you're gonna close in weeks <laughs> the, the diversity of L A um, just from street to street seems to be a lot more significant than it is in Orange County where Orange County is kind of like a blend like wherever you go like in L A you could be East LA versus, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm ignorant to LA, but like there's like the Asian part of LA yep, where it's Korea just town. crazy all the different types of food and it's like super authentic. Then you go to one spot, it's all Mexican food. Yep. So yeah, you kind of have to work that out. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Out I mean, here in Orange County, it's a little more hidden. You just kind of have, you have to know. You have to find all the hole in the walls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of like street by street, like it is in LA here, it's like city by city. Okay. And you have to go like, like in yeah. and like find stuff. To get the real right. ones, not just mm-hmm. the mainstream. Right, right, right. Yeah, general rule of thumb, if, if they have photos of their food on the window, it's probably not good. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's actually helpful. Yeah. Especially if it's like Chinese food, like authentic Chinese food, like, what am I eating? Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> pic- pictures, please, would be nice. Yeah. Well, so now living in Irvine, though, it's you go to these places that are hole-in-the-wall spots, <laughs> but when you walk in, the first language is the language of whatever food there's. I mean, I don't know if it's Chinese or if it, well, I don't know what it is. Right. But that's the first thing on the menu. Then it says something in English, and it's a bad translation. That's right. when I know I'm in a good spot. Like, <laughs> yes. When two things say the same thing, but they're completely different dishes, you're like, yep, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Chicken and rice. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, but this one's chicken and rice. They're like... <laughs> that's what's in it Dif- different, different part of the chicken I mean <laughs> yeah, different, different, different chicken, type of chicken. rice yeah we put the chicken on a different spot on the plate from the rice <laughs> so how many places how many uh, seats do you have in the spot um, I think 86 or 92 it's a big spot yeah mm-hmm. it's, not, okay. it's pretty big and then <clears throat> so that's a big and for a new spot that's that's a lot of seats yeah, yeah. so it's it's one property but two separate businesses so okay. two thirds of it is the restaurant and the last third is um, 
Hawaiian style donuts Ooh. called Ooh. malasadas. So you put Hawaiian before it just makes me want to eat it, dude. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> Sounds so much better. Yeah, so that, that, that place is called Phil, and they take their malasadas and they fill them with all sorts of crazy pastry creams and uh. chocolate things, and that's where they have all the ice creams at. Okay. Yeah, so it's the same owner, Damn. two separate businesses. I feel like you've done That's something like idea. this before where you had uh, two businesses and the owner with the tattoo thing, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah you I were, did. You were like doing the, the machine, yep. and then you were doing the next door, also yep. the, the ink. Yeah, so yeah. that that owner, uh, <laughs> and we'll talk about him later, uh, Franco Vescovi uh, owns Bishop Tattoo Supply where they make the tattoo machines, and then he also owns Vatican Studios tattoo studios which <laughs> at the time was right they were right next to each other and i was employed at both places so it sounds it, like a conflict of interest but. no it's, it's more money for me <laughs> but uh yeah so That's it started funny. like five in the morning at the machine shop making machines screwing them together and then at like 10 o'clock i would head over to the tattoo studio and i would do all the managing stuff and be the muscle and collect the money and <laughs> yeah they they i, I was yeah. Nice. I got <laughs> tat- tattoo world stories, man. So you're all about art, it sounds like. You went from tattoos to food. Pretty much. Uh, I, I mean, I would consider more creativity than art. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So it's more of that creative mindset. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that makes more sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're close. <laughs> yeah. One of these days. One of these days. <laughs> so I want to ask you about uh, Toast Happy Hour, but we're going to take a quick music break. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, let's talk about that because you told me you're a whiskey guy, so I want to I want to get in your head when it comes out. Well, oh, we, we okay. do have some deer hammer whiskey. Some deer hammer. Shout out to <laughs> shout out shout to my out boy to deer Lenny. hammer. Lenny. And also, also before we go to the music, uh, a previous guest of ours, Grandmaster Park Sun Young, uh, Taekwondo Grandmaster, is going to Worlds this Saturday. So we just want to give him a big congratulations and a good luck. Yeah. That's Round right. of yes. applause. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's he's gonna kill it. I mean, he's been killing it. He, uh, he better he, not literally kill that guy, though. <laughs> I mean, hey, as long as he gets gold, it's not good. Hey, it's not good for him. Do what image. you need to do, Young. <laughs> do what you need to do. All right, we will we will be back.
was very soothing and relaxing. Wasn't it? It was. They're I, called a sleepover. It felt like a spa. I'll just yeah. do that mid-show, dude. Yeah, we, we don't want to sleepovers, okay? okay. <laughs> don't act like you don't, Lou. I'm good for my image. <laughs> what image? Exactly. <laughs> the big cuddly beard, man. That's cuddly. What that is. Yeah. <laughs> I get. I get. Uh, I don't see cuddly. <laughs> I Looks, see. Looks a little scratchy. Yeah. Do you, do you remember when I had my big beard? Oh, I remember. It was amazing. I had a beard almost down to my belly button. Is that right? And hair uh, down to my top of my tailbone. Wow. Yeah. 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 Did you ride a Harley? No. But funny story about that. (laughs) (laughs) So our, mine and Neil's uh, mutual friend, Sean Kelly, one time, because I used to dress a lot of denim and, you know, I I played Sean. Rockabilly or what? Sean Kelly. Yeah, it's a little bit rockabilly. There's, there's I, a lot of Sean Kelly's in this say, world. There's a lot a of Sean really, Kelly's in this world. It's a really popular Google name. Google it. Yeah, just, it's a very popular name. Just like John. Juan. So anyway, so I, I was going into a coffee shop to meet Sean Kelly, and he's looking at me, and I had my long hair, and I had, like, fur in my hood. It was wintertime. And he goes, Josh, if you were, like, five inches taller, you'd be a terrifying-looking person. Wait, time out. Winter? Yeah. That's what I was saying. In SoCal? Well, I like to pretend there's Oh, uh, okay. I'm like, yeah, wait yeah. a minute. Like, this is not, we don't do winter here, man. We do sweater weather. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was wearing a sweater. Yeah. Was it a, okay. Yeah. With shorts on and flip flops? No, I had, uh, I had, <laughs> I had, uh, Doc, Doc Martens and Ooh, jeans. The All right. Docs. Yeah. All right. But yeah, he in was your like, face, you know? in your face, you know? That's right. <laughs> in your face, Lou. That's take, right. Take five, Lou. Take, take five, five, yeah. Right. I, I still <laughs> don't know how you guys are both wearing long sleeve shirts. And you're the only two that have, like, full grown beards, too, and a long sleeve shirt. I'm a little hot in it's here. It's hot in here. Well, you know what? Uh, Maybe they're I, I cold get it, without I get it. it. I don't want to. I don't want skin cancer on my arm, dude. So Facts. You can see the good. We're indoors. I know, well, but <laughs> it's I work, nighttime. I, I work outdoors, man. <laughs> Come with some slack, man. It's nighttime. Time change. It's well, time change doesn't exist. Listen, you want that moon cancer? <laughs> hey, that's that's dead. <laughs> Let's talk about alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Good transition there, Neil. Thanks, man. I'm a, I'm a direct person. All right. That's okay. Um, so we uh, we have some deer hammer that was uh, given to us by... Lenny. 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 He's the in actual... Colorado. Yeah, he's the actual... The man. The, the man. distiller? Yeah. That's cool. So we're, we're, we're going to get him out here in the West Coast. We're going to pop some of that. We're also... Yeah. Uh, we're out, we're, we're kind of relishing Lou's hat that he has of deer hammer. Um, deer hammer? Looks like he claimed the, the one hat that came. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> We're not salty at all. Hey, 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 this. Well, this is, uh, hey, I, hey, look at his I, head I, was the only one big enough to fill it out. Yeah, that's true. I, you know what? Uh, he, yeah. he hooked me up with some with some samples uh, that I'm gonna give to Dan Williams at High Time Wine Cellars. Nice. Okay. So hopefully we can get those guys at High Time Wine Costa Mesa. Uh, maybe start purchasing that stuff and we'll have it here locally. See, we'll that's what it's in. about. It's about friends helping friends. Right. It's right. networking and all that stuff. Community. Community. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's that word mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Neil. So, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's so, Chef, you said you're into whiskeys. I am. Yeah. Oh. Part time. I try. I try my best. So, I just, I just drink. I just drink whiskeys. So, what's the, what's the happy hour at, like at uh, Tulsa? Because I'm, I'm a big fan of happy hours. Okay. I really am. I like, I like uh, finger foods. Okay. And cheap prices. Okay. <laughs> so we do. We yeah. actually have a killer Taco Tuesday <laughs> at Toast. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. But uh, what do you recommend from the bar? You want ice? No ice. I, Get out of here with your. And ice. I don't mean I don't mean, a mar- I don't mean a margarita on uh, Taco Tuesday. Never mind. I mean, like, <laughs> did you just get told? You just got told. Huh? I don't even know. What... I'm sorry. He's like, get out of my face. Neat. Hey, you dropped the cap. You like it neat? Nobody you don't open can. it up at all? 
No. No? You can't grab that? Well, I don't want to hit the mic. Okay. Yeah, it That's was right. already right. it was already weird. Hey, you, don't, um, you don't have to. Jay, say, uh, pull, pull me up, man. I, I'm over here. I'm parked. <laughs> I'm parked over here, um, man. But yeah, so happy hour at Toast. Uh, we got a really cool bar menu. Um, we just got a new bar manager. Okay. Uh, I call him Kill, Killer Don Juan. Uh, but uh, is he a ladies' man? No, he's okay. just, he's, just, just, he's just really tall. How are you not with that name? Dude? Yeah, that's well, his name is his name is Don. Okay. Yeah, and he's, <laughs> Jeez. he's from um, I think he's from Kentucky. Well, wait a minute. His name is not Don. Then come on, I'm thinking Don like from like Sicily or something. Hey, Don, forget about Donnie or something. No, he's for sure he's, for Donnie. he's a big that's uh, that's African your own American. prejudices. Oh, that that is your right. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's coming out <clears throat> with some new cocktails. Uh, I've been creating some stuff for him behind the scenes i recently did um a fall bitters so Mm. uh we made pretty much pumpkin spy or pumpkin pie spice bitters um made it in-house gave it to him and he's throwing in some special cocktails wow um yeah i worked with him on a mezcal cocktail that we have over there with some smoked salt and a lot of good fun stuff interesting yeah so and I'm trying to pitch them on. Uh, you guys know how they do the Corona Ritas? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I did not. No, no. no. I okay. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I made. The, I have a really I, funny story about Corona Ritas. I, I, I hate them, and the <laughs> little bottle makes me really angry mm-hmm. about life. So we have this this cocktail at the restaurant where we do um, a popsicle inside of it, and uh, so I pitched to them, hey. Why don't we do a Corona and lime popsicle with a lime wedge in it and use that in the Rita so you don't have the dumb little bottle. Okay, I can support that. Yeah, yeah. I like Dude, that. That's cool, though, I right? I can support mm-hmm. that. Because then you get a beer-flavored popsicle, and mm-hmm. who doesn't want that? So we have that one in R&D right now, testing it out, and we'll throw that on the Taco Tuesday menu, too. Okay. All right, let's, so, yeah. let's, let's, uh, let's enjoy a little bit of this whiskey here. Yeah. You, you, you have a story about Corona Ritas? Oh, yeah, I do so, real quick. So do I. <laughs> Do you? Is yeah. it the same story? No, it's, it's, mine's, mine's probably pretty dumb. But no, mine's pretty dumb. <laughs> pretty simple. So, uh, They're both story. pretty dumb. <laughs> yeah, so we were Next. a little tipsy. We went to La Carreta, Mexican market up, up the street from where I live. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I went in there specifically because on the ad, and there was a typo. It said 24-pack of Corona for twelve ninety nine. This sounds familiar. Okay. So I'm like, this is amazing. So I go, I run over there, and I'm like, I'm going to buy two. Woo. I didn't have enough cash. Just bought one 24-pack. I'm super happy. I pick it up. It's like, it's labeled, this is the one, twelve ninety nine. I pick it up. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> the only one in the store. No, no, but like, I was looking for the deal, and I was like, oh, yeah, there it is. The I'm so excited. I don't rate the box. I get home. We rip it open. It's a pool day. We pull oh, them out, and I'm like. The little ones. Yeah, the little, no, yeah. And I'm like, did I get, did I get taller, guys? <laughs> and it was like, did we get bigger? And we just look, and we just see the Ida on the end. Bro. Uh, the ad, the ad said Corona, though. Bro, that's <laughs> brutal. That's a bummer. So as much as you hate them, I, I hate them. I was wondering yeah. what that was. <laughs> He's uh, caramel on my skate. arm. Jesus, caramel from the pie. Bro. Yeah, all my, right. My my story is kind of similar, actually. Uh, my buddy. <laughs> I told you the same story. We're, we're hanging out at my buddy's place, and he's got a pool table, so we're just like chilling. And uh, our buddy's running late, and he's like, "Oh, I'll grab a six pack." <laughs> they make Coronitas in six pack. Six pack. So a dude shows up. <laughs> he's uh. He's not. He's not like he's, 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 he's Slovakian and kind of like he's like he has like an accent. Whatever. But he comes in. And he's like, hey, I got the six pack. And then he like walks in and he like cracks it open. And he's just like holding it and he doesn't even know it. And we're like, dude, what is that? And he's like, it's Corona, dude. 
And he's like, look at the size of that bottle. And he's like, look at it. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and there's something about it. It's like you knowing that it's not as much as you want. It's you so small. Yeah, you can't enjoy it. They're, right. eight, they're eight ounces. 8.4 or something. It's so, so masculine of you guys to uh, have those kind of same stories. Right? I just drink whiskey Thanks, neat. man. Yeah, okay, what, what do you guys All right, let's, let's, let's enjoy some of this oh, yeah, it's, deer hammer. Yeah, I got hammered by the deer. <laughs> That's three. That's a that's a triple kill right there. That's, I got right. that's, a, that's a hat trick. No, it's really good though. It's super mm. smoky. Mm. Super smoky on the nose. Now, mm. which one which one is it? Because we have two here. Oh, we do. That is the rough and tumble. Rough and tumble. Okay. Hickory smoked corn whiskey. Uh huh. Ooh, corn and whiskey. This is actually the only corn whiskey that I've ever liked. You what? Did you did you down it? No, I still have some. Oh, okay. I, I didn't have much. I asked for a little bit. Okay. Oh, this yeah. one's straight bourbon. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I like the smoked one though. The smoked one? See, yeah. whenever I have something like that, I always feel like that would be good with some sort of food. What? Smoked whiskey? I feel like the smoked whiskey would add, like, to, like if you had, like, a barbecue, I feel like that would be a good mm. addition to something. It could. Yeah, you could definitely take that route. So you either take the route where it complements it and it's the same thing, or you take the route where um, it opposes it and it contrasts. So when I think of this, I would think of, um, actually, I think of dessert. Yeah, and mm. smoke smoke dessert, mm. so you get that creamy, right? That creamy and the sweet, and it contrasts the heavy smokiness. Mm. And it it you know life's about balance. Mm-hmm. Almost if you saying? made like a s'more with like a like with that mixed with like the marshmallow. Mm-hmm. You put that in the marshmallow, or you put in the chocolate. Mm-hmm. Check your menus. Check your toast menu next, you don't, next you week. Don't guys. Like a, <laughs> we're gonna be. It's a s'more that's not actually like done over a flame. You can get that same kind of effect. Mm-hmm. It's like s'more sushi. Ross, Ross Moore. Is that what you're getting at? <laughs> nope. nope. All right. Well, you gave me the idea yeah, for sushi, too. Yeah. <laughs> you're cut, you cut off, Neil. You're cut off, man. You're it's my show, bro. That was <laughs> <laughs> good. Uh, what do you think? What do you think about the whiskey? It's good. Yeah? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sick, bro. Sick. Cool story. Uh, yeah. Lenny, I think the hat's going to someone else. <laughs> yeah, just take off the hat, man. It is pretty smoky. In all honesty, you don't like smoky, do you? Um, For me to drink it, I, it wouldn't be my first choice, but yeah. I can appreciate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm curious okay. to try that guy. I, I would concur with Mr. Steyer over here. I, I like smoky. I like a mescal. I like, oh. Yeah. Um, you I like mean, that. I do. I do like smoky. I can't do it. I it does. I do have to contrast it with something like like you were saying. This might be good yeah. in, a, in an old fashioned though. It'd be great in an old fashioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Or a Manhattan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is a Manhattan and old fashioned the same? No. No. What? There's one that's similar to like an old fashioned. No. 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 I think I think what I've been told is a cheap Manhattan is like a cheap old fashioned, but like a good Manhattan is nothing like a good old fashioned. Facts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you just gotta know you you gotta go to the right bartender. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's they, my thing. They, they call yeah. them craft, craft <laughs> drinks, craft uh, handcrafted drinks. Yeah, the drinks that take oh, like yes. twenty minutes to make. Uh, yes. Well, I'm not a bartender. Yeah. I'm a mixologist. There you go. There it is. There it is. Mixologist. There it is. But you gotta have like the wax beard and like the yeah. You know, I don't even the... think I can grow. Like a full. Like, Imagine if we put a wax on your on your afro, dude. That would be nuts. Dude. <laughs> I would look like kid from kid and play. You should straighten your hair. I've tried. It doesn't. It doesn't hold. And I didn't like try because I wanted to. It was like on a dare, just to, just want to put that out there. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't hold. Yeah, chemically straighten it. So the oh, sa- no, is that the same so guy bad. that got coronavirus? That like damages too? it though. <laughs> I knew somebody it damaged her hair really bad. Yeah. I 
can't say who, <laughs> but like she had long hair and she chemically straightened it and it burned it off to like your length. So she looked like Al Sharpton or what? Yeah, like it burned it off and she had. Do like, I look like Al Sharpton? Not you. I guess you do. I guess not about, about your length. Look like Al Sharpton. It's <laughs> unfortunate. So so when we Sorry. when we. Uh, Chef Josh, when me and you started like being buds and stuff, you were like I like I like I said before, you, we were doing the uh, you were doing the tattoo thing. Yeah. Um, and then I you've moved on from that. You were doing the riot. Uh, I was magazine. Uh, so, riot clothing. Clothing. Yeah. Right. Oh, clothing. And then you were working on a magazine then too, right? Mm, from no. Where, no. No. Okay, so wrong I'm, guest. I'm, yeah, wrong guest. Sorry, wrong, guest. wrong guy. We're gonna edit this out. Uh, <laughs> but time. you were doing the the clothing. I Is was. That, are you still doing that? Or no? Okay, the was. Yeah, I kind of answered it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you've always been moving around. Uh, I've been noticing, like, creative creativity wise. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, one thing that um interested me in reaching out to you was the sober Mesa event. Yes. Um, and I. I was hoping you could tell me about that. Yeah, absolutely. So it is a event. is the first event that I'm hosting. Uh, it is a part charity event. Okay. Um, and we can talk details on that later. Um, but yeah, so it's it's essentially it's an excuse for me and all my buddies to get together, uh, make some really good food, and be surrounded by friends and family. Okay. And that's really it. Mm. Um, it is at an undisclosed location. Because it's it's super gorilla, and we don't necessarily have permits <laughs> to be doing it. I like your style. Yeah. yeah. So I can't give out the location, uh, but I will say the food, it's all um, cooked over the fire. Okay. So it's either completely cooked over the fire or finished on the fire. So we're going to have no gas and no electrical for the kitchen aspect of it. That's uh, really cool yeah so it'll be a lot of fun um i've had an affinity for fire since i was a boy pyro was, guy huh i am yeah <laughs> were, were you up in san Fernando today by any chance no <laughs> no i wasn't okay. all right just making sure man uh let the record state no <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so like my parents uh and i know they're listening they'll probably get a kick they told me i wasn't allowed to light candles in the house Oh, you're that kind of guy. I'm huh? that kind of guy. Yeah, I almost blew my face off in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was always doing fire experiments. What kind of candle was it? Well, <laughs> a, a, a Roman candle is what it was. <laughs> yeah. that, time, that time wasn't a candle. That time was a can of hairspray, an empty, an empty grape juice jug, Ooh. and a paper plate. Yeah, Damn. I wanted to see what would happen. And the flame. Did you spray inside the, the jug and then you. And I stuck the paper plate My inside, man. and I was I was standing over it, looking down to see what would happen. <laughs> like yeah. a volcano, just poof, right at the top. Pretty much, yeah. In in like a second, like I heard it, and then it it went boom, and it covered my face, and then it disappeared. And I was still sitting there, like standing over in the same position. And look, my eyebrows were all singed, and oh uh, man, yeah, they they said no more candles in the house. This remind this story reminds me of um uh, Fourth of July. Your family Lou used to always host the Fourth of July. And yep. Do you remember the time when you guys gutted a bunch of firecrackers? <laughs> he remembers. He remembers. So I'm gonna tell the story. So it was the, uh, you and your brothers are having some kind of competition. They got like two liter bottles, just sh- <laughs> stuffed them with gunpowder from all these fireworks. Yeah, I like it. He had the biggest one. It was it was fat and boom, boom, everything. Carl Arms or whatever. Yeah, his one to go off. Awesome. So he's like lighting it, 
It, it didn't blow up. Mine? Yeah. I don't remember, but yeah. Sounds Th- about right. He walks up to it, the check on it, boom. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. I think we were using uh, those piccolo, piccolo pizza or whatever. Piccolo yep. pizza, yeah. They don't sell those anymore. Those, you used to be able to bend them at the mm-hmm. end. And then they Wait, explode. So they pop. They, they don't, yeah. them on the curve. They don't, mm-hmm. they don't sell them anymore? They're hard They're hard to find. No. I, I bought some this last 4th of July, yeah, like really? a grip of them, yeah. Oh, everywhere I go, it's always snakes and sparklers. Oh. It's like, oh, like Joe yeah. Dirt. Oh, man. <laughs> 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 Is snakes the little poopy ones? They the are one? the little poopy ones. Oh, man. Those are boring. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, so the dinner, we're all going to be cooking over, uh, <laughs> over fire. Uh, my dish in particular, uh, I'm going to be cooking um, two yellowtails that are, they were donated from my friend uh, Ryan Trolley from Harbor Fish Company. Okay. Um, but I'm going to be cooking them a la vera, so uh, cooking them on an iron cross. Ooh. Yeah, so me and my dad are going to make an iron cross at home, and then, yeah, slow roasting them over that um, with a couple other things. Hey. Yeah. After the podcast, you let us know where that's at. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds ridiculous. No, but yeah. hey, don't you guys have like a um, uh, Instagram page or something where we you do. can like? Yeah. yeah, we have we have an Instagram page. It's called uh, Sobremesa with the Mexican accent. Sobremesa. Sobremesa. Oh, uh, and with the swab too. That's you right. The swab in there. <laughs> so Sobremesa uh, underscore a uh, or a <laughs> <laughs> underscore gathering so it's sober de mesa a gathering mm-hmm. um so yeah that's the instagram page and then if you want to buy tickets uh it's www.com or www.com that's not a website <laughs> www.universe.sobredemesa.com uh, something like that yeah. it's on the instagram page yeah it's, they're 100 bucks right yeah they're 100 bucks for and there's like 16 16 uh, spots left i just checked before we Oh, you did? Show. Oh, cool. Yeah, 16 spots left. Yeah, have, so you I, better, I don't get any service in here. You better, uh, you guys better get on that right away. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and the nice thing is, so so we're selling tickets to the event. A uh, bunch of my buddies, we're all getting together from different restaurants in the area. Uh, each chef gets their own course, um, played it how they want, whatever food they want. The only thing I said is somehow you have to incorporate the fire. That's that was my only mm. um, stipulation. Other than that, it's completely one hundred percent their idea. That's awesome. So, a uh, portion of the proceeds from the event are going to be donated to Franco Vescovi from mm. Bishop Rotary. Um, and each year, for the past six years, uh, I've joined up with him and his team, and they go down to Davis School Elementary in Santa Ana, and they buy uh, full Thanksgiving meals for a bunch of the families down there mm-hmm. that otherwise wouldn't be able to afford a that's meal. So, that's so awesome. Yeah, so this year, I, I volunteered these last couple of years, and this is the first year that I'll be able to um, join in in the financial donation. So I'm really happy to be a yeah. part of that. Mm-hmm. Chef, can I ask you a question? Why, why on a Monday, though? Uh, industry night. And for those of you mm-hmm. who don't know what industry night is, on Mondays, most restaurants are closed. So most of us chefs, that's our only night off. Okay. Um, so, and because the holidays are coming up, uh, I mean, most of us already pull 10 to 14 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, since holiday season's coming up, that's some for some of us, that's bumped up to like 16 or 18 hours a day. Mm. Um, so it's the only chance that we really have. Okay. Yeah. So it's part like one last celebration before the big holiday push. Um, and then, yeah, part an excuse to get together because we never have time to see each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also the donation for the children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, 5.30 to? 5.30 and? To 8? Is it 8 or 9? 9. 9? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but it'll probably be like 8.30. Okay. Yeah. 
So, because we have to be packed up and out of there by, I think, 9 or 10. I'll have okay. to double check on that. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, 20 seats. Um, we're, we're building it out. Custom. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. I'm excited. And they're all excited, too. You know, most of them, with the exception of Chef John Park, mm-hmm. uh, all the other chefs, none of us own our own restaurants. Wow. So, we are all under an executive, which means it's not necessarily our food that we get to cook. Mm-hmm. It's always somebody else's food, maybe with a little bit of our flair, or a little bit of our style, and that's it. Right. Uh, so really at the core of it, it's it's a platform for all my buddies to be able to showcase what they want to cook right? That's and how cool. they want to be represented. So, mm-hmm. so their original creativity. Their original yeah. creativity, yeah. It's, I just I just want to help out all my friends. Talk to me about these uh, these other chefs. So we have how many chefs? Uh, five five total, including okay. me. Oh. Uh, I'm working on a couple of maybe surprises. I'm waiting to hear back, um, but I can't guarantee those additional courses. Mm-hmm. Uh, so five guaranteed. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I was telling, uh, I actually talked to Orange County Register today. Okay. And she was asking about it too. Um, but I, I'm kind of the glue that kind of brought all the guys together. She was asking me. Right. She's like, well, how did you, all you guys get together? And I was like, well... Every restaurant that these chefs are coming from is a restaurant that I have worked at. Okay. So I'm kind of the piece in the middle. Okay. Bringing everyone together. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have uh, Chef John Park. Uh, he's going to be picking up dessert. Um, he's at Toast, which is where I'm the sous chef at right now. Um, and then we have Chef John English. And he's formerly from the Royal Hen, but he's now opening up a pizzeria called Trenta Pizzeria in Costa Mesa. It'll be coming out in like the next month or so, I think. Um, we have Chef Alan Aguinaga. Uh, I think, sorry, Chef. If <laughs> I, I just call him Chef. I don't, I don't know how to say their last names. Uh, but he's from Farmhouse at Rogers Gardens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have my buddy, uh, Chef Lucas, who's currently at Mayor's Table in Lido House. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was formerly cooking at um, Nobu. Down okay. in Newport Beach. Oh, that's baller right there, huh? Yeah. So we, we, we got some we got some big hitters coming through. It's not just like, oh, homie from Olive Garden and Red, <laughs> and Red Robin. Damn. Yeah. He, he knows he, he knows how to microwave. Shade, uh, yeah, shade, uh, some shade bread on here. Ro- shade on Red Robin. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's, um, there's no unlimited also, pasta. No unlimited pasta. Or bread. Come on. Man. I want to give a special shout out to Chef Allen. Uh, I actually know him. Yeah. I worked with him over at the Jazz Kitchen in downtown Disney. So there if you you're go. listening, dude. Hello. That- <laughs> hey, can I get a prefix? A prefix? Uh, yeah, Sir Prefix Jay. menu? He, no, you, no, yeah, you, Sir J. Yeah, everybody, you're, you're getting chef, and I'm getting a little jealous, dude. You get, you, all, of sudden, all of a sudden, you're like, oh, chef. Hey, chef, uh, what uh, what's going on this weekend? Oh, Just don't call me Chef Boyardee. <laughs> Do you know what? There's actually a super rich uh, French history about Chef Boyardee. Yeah, look it up sometime. Yeah, watch your mouth, Lou. It's no, I'm just saying, though. I'm just better get saying, right, like, bro. He, he doesn't know. I don't want to come across that. No, 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 we're messing, we're messing no, with yeah. you. Yeah, no, yeah. What, what about Chef Ferdy? No, there's like a super rich history, <laughs> though. Like, he was like a legitimate chef, and they, they changed his name to Americanize it to make it more appealing to um, America. So so was Boyardee the change? or That was the change, yeah. Oh, okay, so it's harder than that. Harder than that. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember it. Okay. Yeah, there's a really rich history behind it. Okay. Yeah, I just found out myself. So okay. I'm just I'm spreading the knowledge. Spreading the gospel of Chef Boyardee. There you go. <laughs> never, now selling generic soup. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I, I never ate Chef Boyardee. Well, I had a life lesson with Chef Boyardee. 
life lesson. No, yeah, I hounded my mom so so much. I want spaghettios, spaghettios. She's like, we'll get you the store. Uh oh, spaghettios. Chef Boyardee, spaghettios. That's making me want. Freaking spaghettios! Now, I dude. got it, and it was the worst thing I've ever had. Like even as a kid, like a four-year-old, like five-year-old kid, I remember sipping. And I was like, "This tastes nothing like spaghettis." And my mom just looks at me and she goes, "Sucks to be disappointed, huh?" <laughs> I learned a lot. So you from had a Chef you had a decent childhood, huh? That's the best life. <laughs> I had no. I had a really like well-informative childhood. <laughs> That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Sucks to be disappointed. <laughs> Savage. She had to pay for it, so the joke's on her. <laughs> I well, there you go. But I had to eat it, so <laughs> she made me finish it. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. You ever have a meatball that's just like not meat? Like 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 Chef Boyardee. Like a vegan. I don't know. Meatball? I don't know what uh, that thing was, but I put it in my mouth that. and it dissolved. That's blasphemy. You don't talk about that stuff around me. I don't eat it, bro. <laughs> it's just me. Blasphemy. You're not into the vegan thing. I I mean there 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 are some good vegan dishes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like a yeah. fruit bowl. I feel like that's. <laughs> <laughs> but that's about it. And it, they have they have come a long way nice. from like the 90s when it was like yeah a fruit bowl or a bowl of lettuce. I feel like if you need a, need a brain buster, it's making a decent flavored yeah. vegan dish. It's it's good. There's actually um, a place uh, Olak Kitchen mm-hmm. down in Fountain Valley. Some of the best vegan food I've ever had. Flavorful, nice. delicious. Don't don't get like their their soy chicken. They have that for like tofurkey or whatever. Yeah, like tofurkey. <laughs> they have that for they no. They, it's just it's all vegetables, bro. It's fire. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. And it's Vietnamese. It's Asian, so there's a lot of Asian yeah, I can influence. Get that. And the chef there, he's super cool. Um, he's taken a vow of silence for like the last twelve years, and when you go there and you eat dinner, he like comes out with his camera and everybody knows him, and he just goes around. He hugs everybody and. You know, he'll, like, sign stuff to you and mouth stuff to you. Is he a monk? I don't know. So he wouldn't be a good radio guest. He then. would not be a good radio <laughs> guest. Yeah. So, so how's your it's day? Like, it's like Penn and Teller, right? <laughs> That's yeah. right. That's right. Who's the quiet one? Penn That's, and That's Teller. Teller. Teller right? That's ironic. That's ironic. Yeah. Isn't okay. Yeah. Ironic? I'm the Teller. Yeah. Probably why. <laughs> yeah. That's a trip. Um, That's cool. Good for them. Are we Are we going to drink? Uh, the gun whale? Uh, you know what? I want to drink the gun whale. Yes. Okay. Yeah, let's, which, per, let's partake in that. Which one do you want to? Uh, well, I'm a hazy guy. He's you a hazy guy? hazy IPA? Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I'm the guy. I used to be a wine host, so that's that's my vote. Okay. You got one guy that's a wine host. You got the other guy that's uh, working his way to real So beers. So that's his vote. What do you call them? Lazy, lazy hazies? Lazy hazies. Yeah. <laughs> I've never, I've actually never had a hazy. Well, they're, 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 they're very good. They're very easy drinking, and it's like if you want the IPA taste without the IPA, like yeah. kind of. He was telling harshness. me it's it's a whole East Coast thing, yep. and it's like an East Coast West Coast war. Like, <laughs> wow, East Coast won't tell. What about the love? Like East Coast won't tell West Coast like how they make it a hazy. So all of us are just like guessing, and then we won't tell them how we do like all of our produce and like farmhouse brews and stuff so like that. Yeah, but it's like it's like a. Big Tell them to keep feud. it up, man. Keep up that those shenanigans. We're not gonna send them any. Okay, we all just get along. Can this whole country right. just enjoy okay. good beer on both sides? And one yeah. more one more thing on vegans. Why do you name your stuff after the animal that you don't want to eat? Thank you. Name it what Amen. it is. Amen. Also, Amen. also, what if an animal? Preach, what if Preach. an animal tries to eat you? Are you gonna tell it that? No. No. Yeah. Do they, do like they, they just, no. they just like kill over and be like, ah. Yeah. I sacrificed myself. <laughs> the natural order. The natural order of things. You know what? You know what's really interesting. 
about vegans. I heard it was a comedian who said it, but it totally makes sense, right? So uh, vegans are always pumping, you know, the green planet theory. It's probably Joe Rogan that said this. It wasn't a Joe Rogan no. one. This oh, is like some offshoot. Man. Oh, man. But I am a big fan of Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, Oprah for men. Is what I, he is, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but no, so this this comedian was, was talking about vegans. He was like, yeah, you guys are always about promoting the planet, this, this, and this. And he, he said, what do cows do? Cows fart. Right, fart creates methane, ruins the air. Mm-hmm. Ozone layer. Ozone layer ruins the ozone layer. Thank you. Uh, what do plants do? Plants create oxygen, help everybody breathe, help everybody live. So realistically, vegans are the problem with all this global warming and stuff, mm-hmm. and carnivores are trying to help the environment. Oh, facts. Circle of life. Also, the the other thing I, I read, I read this article that talked about how, um, you know, the whole a lot of vegans don't eat meat because it's like inhumane, which is still ironic because humane means human. Right. They're, they're animals. Right. But uh, <clears throat> there was a statistic that I was reading that uh, deforestation because of the veganism has gone up. Yeah. Uh, a lot of p- more people are getting forced out of their homes. A lot more animals are actually getting killed because you have to get those the trees farming. down. Yeah. The tree nuts and all those nut oils. Right. And all those alternative, you know, goods. options. You're still you're displacing all these all these people and these animals. Right. You're just not eating them. I, th- right. I so think. You're just, you know, and so it's like you're still wasting these these lives in in a sense. And then also my other point that I really like to make with uh, vegans is how do you answer for carnivorous plants? Ooh, the Venus flytrap. I, yeah. I don't think you can idea. eat the Venus flytrap. No, but I'm saying if oh, plants oh, eat oh. meat, then why can't we? Facts. So that's a a great question. So my biggest thing with this whole thing, I I think we naturally tend to have sides with certain arguments. So you're gonna have the vegans, you're gonna have the fully meat eaters. The nuance in the situation for me personally is, I think if you don't have a problem with factory farming, then we have an issue. Like I, I feel like everyone can agree that factory farming is probably not the best thing to look at like i feel no, like yeah, it's, it's definitely i think for anyone that meat, eats meat whatever i feel like that's definitely something that's not ideal i feel like that's the only way we can kind of do it right now mm-hmm. but i think the problem is when i have like vegans that are even against like hunting if you can hunt your own food or fishing oh, yeah. is another one too fishing can get kind of dicey too because if you're doing the mass fishing it gets kind of weird looking too it looks like factory farming where it's kind of cruel but there's nuance man I, I, it's well, 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 my thing is, they're so they're, they want to be environmentally conscious, but they want they want all the fruits year round. Well, yeah. where, where do they they come from? They're not come from your from no. you know down the street. No, that's just coming from all parts of the world. Yep. Guess what? Guess what? They're where they're being put. They're putting put on ships, yep. and a lot of these ships use the nastiest, crudest kind of fuel. Yep, you know what I mean mm-hmm. to, to to get here. Fact. And I sometimes think, sometimes I, they hang out at the port yeah. for months at a time before they're allowed to in. Right, right. What about all that stuff? Yeah. I think they really only this is generalizing. I think they really only care about just that animal's life, not everything in between that. Oh. I think it's the it's just the act of slaughtering, it's the act of uh, the animal being in captivity. It's everything else to get that animal or their food, like if they if they're eating lettuce, whatever it takes, whatever they, they fossil fuel. I feel like that's not their main agenda. I think it's just the suffering. The suffering is the worst part. Mm-hmm. I mean, but for some people that's their hobby. You know? Yeah. I just uh, feel like there's this more nuance than that. I, it's, it's funny how people tend to go either way. And mm. to, to, to go from that. I could go to go from that in the, in the culinary <laughs> from Mexico. Is right? that like a conversation that you're having a lot? Um, yes and no. So, I mean, there's always, 
<laughs> okay, I, here we go. <laughs> I, I saw a meme the other day, and it's totally true, and most chefs I know can attest to it. Uh, you have somebody come in and, oh, I'm vegan, I'm gluten-free, I'm paleo, I'm this. What do you, what do you, what do you recommend I get? And then the waiter is like, you can get the hell out. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so Thank there, you. there, Amen there, to that. there is, there is that amongst chefs. Right. Uh, but if you look at other chefs like, um, uh, Renee Red, Red Zeppeli, Red Zeppi out of, uh, Copenhagen, uh, specifically chef Dan Barber out of New York, um, they're talking completely differently. So they're talking, um, population we as as a humanity worldwide we are actually eating ourselves out of protein so there's too many people eating mm -hmm. too much protein and eventually there's not going to be enough protein to to make it so what these chefs are doing is they're actually uh and chef sean brock too down south he's one of my favorites um they're actually going to seed banks and they're picking out seeds of old produce and introducing them back into the mainstream um, to be able to grow more vegetables, not for vegans, but because it's it's a cheaper alternative than raising more animals, mm. you know, for us to eat. So they're looking at it from a global human perspective. You know, we're we're growing too much too fast, and we can't keep up. And the cheapest alternative is one uh, bugs. And a lot of chefs mm -hmm. are looking into bug alternatives, uh, proteins, stuff like that. Cricket proteins. Cricket proteins. One. Yeah, there's a there's actually a cookie company up in San Francisco. Yep. They make chocolate chip cookies out of cricket flour. Um, instead. That sounds so good. Yeah, you can't. I mean, you can't tell the difference, mm -hmm. but it's it's able to help the environment like that. And so you have all these chefs that are doing all these studies, and going to all these seed banks and bringing out all of these heirloom grains, heirloom vegetables everything so in doing that they're creating jobs for people mm. uh, specifically farmers who other until these chefs came to them and they're like hey we want you to grow 50 varieties of carrots instead of the one orange one um, you know it, it's able to help flourish the communities because mm -hmm. they're prov now providing that need um, so one thing that was really interesting is with Chef Rene Redzepi in Copenhagen, uh, back when he opened his restaurant Noma years ago, uh, he went to his farmer, and they wanted to do a whole vegetable season and a vegetable menu, mm -hmm. just because uh, that part of the year in Copenhagen um, they didn't have they didn't have access to proteins. It was their winter season, so that's when they get all of their vegetables from the root cellar and stuff like that. So he went to the farmer, and at the time the farmer was growing like two varieties of carrots, like the orange one and then like a purple one. I like right? the purple the, carrot. The ones that like everybody knows and loves, when in reality there's something like 400 varieties of carrots. A lot of them are bitter. A lot of them are bitter, yeah. Um, so he went to him, he's like, hey, I want you to grow all these carrots, and I'll give you the seeds, and I just need you to, to do it, and we'll buy it off of you. And he was doing testing at, the farmer was doing testing at his kid's school with carrots. So he would always bring in these carrots and having these kids do taste tests to see which carrot color or variety they preferred. Uh, the orange carrot that we all know and love was picked zero times. Wow. It was always a different one. Wow. So I think a lot of that comes from industrialization too, mm -hmm. you know, back, back in the fifties, mm -hmm. you know, and when TV came out and white bread came out and, you know, you have people like Bugs Bunny who's eating the orange carrot and everyone's just going to monopolize on it. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's a good carrot, but there's so many others out there, you know. So I think that's where a lot of the chefs are coming from. 
with the occasional vegan joke. That's that's oh, interesting that you even bring that up because like I was I was watching a documentary it's probably six months ago now on uh, Netflix. There was a documentary about beef and just the the future of beef, mm-hmm. and a lot of it was just um, I shouldn't say the future of beef. A lot of it was just um, interviewing private uh, ranches or mm-hmm. I guess you would call it cattle farms, and. There was one in Ireland that was just this one specific cow, and it was just like this super hairy, super fatty. The, the steaks looked amazing, whatever. Yeah. But you go all these different spots, and then there was this guy in New York that had a, a butcher, uh, his butcher shop, whatever you call it. And the guy was saying, it's like, you know, we eat too much meat. Yeah. You know, on average, people are eating beef every day. Yeah. Like, it's 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 literally six to seven days a week we're having beef. He's like, if... if in the future, we're, the, the foresight is we're going to purchase less meat but higher quality yep. and eat it maybe twice a week, three times yep. a week. And the portion and the size, best the portion size is going to be less. So if you trace yeah. back uh, what we used to eat as a human race back in the day, meat was actually more equivalent to a side of veggies mm. on yeah. your plate. So if you had a plate of food, meat, veggies, starch, mm. right? Your veggies were your biggest, followed by your starch, followed by your meat. Yep. But after the 50s and the 60s, yeah. everything came out, it just completely reverted, and everything mm. is just claim jumper size. Yeah, the American culture mm. just kind of inflated it so much. It's like, yes. a, like a steak is, you know, anymore, it's like you get the 16-ounce steak, that's the norm. Right. Where, you know, you only need half of that, technically. Technically, mm. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's such a waste. Yeah. And it, it's funny, when you look at, like, the, the, the traditional corn-fed steak at, yeah. at costco it's huge then you go to the grass-fed section it's twice the price but right. the steaks are little tiny things and they taste they taste way better taste so good way but it, for for the for the general population it's like oh do i want to spend 15 bucks for this one eight ounce steak or right. do i want to that's the, that's gonna be the hardest hurdle i think is is that kind of thing but the, as far as sustain that the price difference yeah. yeah but um but over time yeah that's it's gonna be the future i'm, I'm yeah. sure we're we're right at the the peak of it we're it, getting there. You think about McDonald's and every all those places like In and Out. It's like it's just beef all day long. It's like it's not even real beef. You don't even think about it. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. It's crazy. Sorry. No, no, no. I got like, got I like, serious. No, 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 no. I like, no, I like the sound. No, no, it's good because um, I was um, actually uh, one of my roommates. He's vegetarian. Okay. Um, he's been cooking a lot of uh, like rice. Like so, he does like a like a cup of rice, two cups of rice a night, uh, some potatoes, and uh, much you want. he'll he like cook for me and stuff. And he uh, he's like, "You hungry? You hungry, dude?" I'm like, "I'm always hungry." So he'll cook mm-hmm. for me. And I wake. I've been waking up feeling so good in the morning, just like eating, you know, yeah. like a lot of vegetables, starch, yeah. and rice. Yeah. And just minimalizing my meat. Like uh, yep. I bought like 50 pounds of meat. It was. Super on sale the other day. I bought it, froze it all. Yeah. And so what I do is it's like, like it was a portion it out. Yeah, portion it out. Yeah, you like a restaurant. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I guess. Yeah. Um, And uh, so uh, I've been doing that, and sometimes I'll just skip the meat, you know, and just Mm -hmm. feel just as fine, if not sometimes better. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I I remember the last time I was talking to you on the podcast, we were talking about your diet, and you, I don't know if he was even on the podcast, might have been. Off off air though mm-hmm. about you in the morning you eat a lot in the morning mm-hmm. and you tend to it's not even obviously it's not protein based it's a lot of mm-hmm. it's like fruit and what, right. what else, what else it was eat? like a lot of eggs like eggs a lot of, like eggs oh, carbs, yeah, yeah, yeah. carbs eggs. eggs and fruit yeah it's Which is good mm-hmm. yeah 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 I just think it's, it's funny how I mean it works for you but some people it's like I know people that eat almost just meat 
mm-hmm. and it works for them. It's yeah, just, it's just funny. Yeah. And that's the thing is like I like my whole life I've been trying to gain weight. Yeah, and like meat was like what I was told. Like, meat, why do you meat. want to gain weight? Because I'm then. Do you feel like you need to gain weight? Yeah. You can have some of my weight. <laughs> I'll take it. No, no, but, like, but like what, phys- physically, like, there's some things that, like, I can't do that other people can do, like, lift certain things and stuff. Like, I'm physically just weak. <laughs> do, you, than, do you work out? Yeah. I mean, I just started working out again. Yeah. Like, the, the thing is, I, I was active in high school and stuff and wrestling and all that stuff and, you know, just life. It's not, like, a big deal. It's not like, oh, my God, I'm dying. I'm weak. Yeah. I'm so skinny. It's just, like, it's it's always it's been – I've always been the skinny guy. Yeah. So your body will tell you what you need, though. Because right. if and you start working out, you're, you might start craving oh, no, more that, protein-rich that, and, things. And that's that's what's been going on. And so I've been, okay. I've been yeah. working out. And, like, I haven't been going hard, but, like, I've been doing some calisthenics and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about it is, like, my, my body doesn't crave beef. My body doesn't crave, like, chicken. It What right. it craves is, like – I don't know, like something earthy. It's yeah. like weird. So I'm like, oh, I weird. need celery. I need carrots. I need yeah, uh, rice with like turmeric or right. you know, I love and, turmeric. Yeah, turmeric and uh, you know, and uh, so that's that's usually what I do. I do like turmeric or curry rice. There you go. With some like uh, bok choy. There you go. Yeah, and stuff like that. So can I come over for dinner? I, uh-huh. You want a job? <laughs> you want a job? Hey, I'll take a job. <laughs> I'll take a job. So I'm gonna change the subject a little yeah. bit. Have you heard of the uh, the restaurant called the Playground? Yeah, mm-hmm. I've I've been down to the playground. I so. went there the first time a couple Fridays ago. Uh, Greg, the last guest that we had. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So I went. Um, it was my girlfriend's birthday last week, so we went on, on Friday. Happy birthday, Jay's girl. Happy birthday. It's a little late. Um, <laughs> but I went. I went a couple years ago uh, for a birthday with her parents, and then we went again uh, just the two of us this last Friday. I, I just didn't know if you ever heard of the spot. I had a. Um, they had a kimchi fried rice that I had. Kimchi fried rice is awesome. With fried chicken skin. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah, I bet they do a great job too. And then their uh, their fried chicken they have is like it's got like that uh, malt vinegar kind of. Oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, uh, was it uh, some? Was it Lou? Uh, no, it's something's. Is uh, I think Greg it's, told us the story about it. So their fried chicken. Something I think it's Lou's chicken. Lou's chicken or something. something. Yeah. yeah. So the the chef, it's actually from his restaurant on the East Coast, and they've been trying to recreate the recipe, and they couldn't do it. So they just straight up asked him, they're like, if you give us a recipe, we'll just call it yours. Yeah. And he's like, all right, cool. <laughs> That's cool. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, I had uh, this dish. It was like a very earthy sashimi dish. Okay. It's like black rice. He uh, likes using earthy. Likes no, I like earthy. I like earthy things. I like earthy he's as a vegan. He's going to turn vegan. No, I'm not going to. I can give it to you. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, 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 no. I like whole milk. I like whole milk. Way too much to be vegan. <laughs> I drink. Remember, I told you how much whole milk I drink every morning. Yeah, I drink twenty four ounces of whole milk every oh, morning. Dude. At least, good lord. At least, I would be a wreck Gross. if I did that. That's that's an easy two hundred seventy five calories right there. That's not the calories, dude. That's the last thing I think about when I'm drinking twenty four ounces of milk. <laughs> I'm not even lactose intolerant, but I don't want to know what you're thinking about. So my girlfriend also there, there was a there was a gnocchi that they had that was um, basically like a baked potato. It was, yeah, it was gnocchi, and then it was just uh, like finely chopped chives. Yep. And um, what's a potato pasta? Cream sauce, but it literally tasted like a like a baked potato. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. yeah. I dig it. They they do some cool stuff out yeah. there. I've been wanting to try uh, Playground 2.0. Yeah, but you got to get in there. You got to be. You got to be invited. I got but a couple plugs, but I'm sure you. Yeah. They haven't invited me yet. 
I'm bu- I, I can probably get you invited. <laughs> I'm, I'm bummed they don't have their little spots at the 4th Street Market anymore. They used to have a PFC, or a, yeah, it was, it was PFC was Playground Fried Chicken, so they had a fried chicken only spot at yeah. the 4th Street Market. Then they had a, a noodle bar, and they had something else. I forgot what the other one was, but they had like spinoffs, and like the whole idea was they were going to do that to kind of bring people into the 4th Street Market. Yep. And then once they did that, they pulled out. Yeah. It's kind of a bummer, but. I don't know. I like that place a lot. Like, like when I think of chefs, I think that's like one of the cool spots because it always says like, um, you can't alter anything on their menu. They're always just like, if if it is what it is. Yeah. We like to think that what we made is what we we want it to taste like. Right. And if it doesn't work for your your palate, then yep. try something else. And I, and I do respect that. It's tough. You you have to have a name first before you could do that. Facts. And he did. Yeah. He did because he won. Uh, he had the lime truck. The food truck. Mm-hmm. Same he, guys, the lime truck. Yeah. Okay. Yep. It's yep. the same crew. So after when they won uh, America's food truck challenge, mm-hmm. they, it was the first season, and the lime truck was them, and they won. They came back home, and then they opened up Playground mm-hmm. with the money. They're okay. so gutsy that their uh, waiters and bartenders and everything have shirts that have bad Yelp reviews on the back, and it actually shows the name from the Yelp review. Really? Yeah. It was That's pretty funny. Everybody that walked by, like they, they were reading the back of their shirts, were like, "Oh shit!" Like, <laughs> yeah, no, they're ballsy. They got they got a thing written on their wall, and I think it's the best thing because, I mean, all chefs hate cooking well done steaks, mm-hmm. uh, but they got a thing on their wall that says, "If you want it cooked above medium rare, you bring your own steak." Yeah, and they straight up they straight up will. They won't cook anything more than medium rare. Yeah, that's awesome. Which is how that's how my grandfather. Taught me to eat a steak, so yeah, you know that's I, how I was taught to eat a steak. Yeah. yeah, they had a wagyu roasted potato, like in a in a um, cast iron dish, like this. Oh my god, dude! I didn't have it, but it was it's expensive as hell, obviously with wagyu beef. But yeah. dude, it looks so good. I don't think I've oh ever my. had wagyu. We I've got had... we got a wagyu burger on the menu at Toast. Okay, I'll yeah. stop in. I'll stop in and grab it. I've had it once at a sushi bar, and it was basically raw. Yeah, it was, that was funky. It tasted it tasted exactly <laughs> what you think meat would taste like. It's like tartare if you ever had like like a steak. I love tartare. It's good. Yeah, it's interesting. Has to be done right though. You have bad, to be careful. I've had bad tartare. So the one I had, I'm not a huge fan of eggs or like like a like a runny egg, but it had an egg on top. It's traditional, yeah. It's traditional, and I I can appreciate it. I don't think I'd ever get it again though. Yeah. The wagyu though, like like the way we had it, at least was just wagyu on top of it. Was basically uh, sushi. It was on like a piece of rice. Yeah. It was freaking good. It's weird because it's like it's so thinly sliced. You think like I shouldn't be eating this. Yeah. But you still get like the ta- the taste of steak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wagyu is delicious. There's a place in New York. Um, I saw uh, Action Bronson, the oh, rapper. Oh, okay, yeah. He, I love that guy. He used, <laughs> he used to be a chef. I know he did. Yeah. Till he busted his leg. Mm-hmm. He knows his shit. Yeah. Uh, so Action Bronson was at this restaurant with two chains. <laughs> for a show on Vice called Ex- Expensivist. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they went there and they got uh, a brick of Wagyu steak. Mm-hmm. I think it was something like four ounces, just like seared, you know, Pittsburgh blue, mm-hmm. right, real quick. I mean, the cut was unbelievable. And they asked how much it was, and the guy said like $800 yep. for like three or four ounces of this Wagyu. But you have to be careful because restaurants lie about Wagyu. Mm-hmm. So if they ever say... Like, for uh, Wagyu steak, for instance, you have to ask, like, if you're at, like, a Japanese place, you have to ask them, because if they send it, they send a special certificate mm-hmm. with the meat, uh, signed, the date the cattle was slaughtered, like, to prove its legitimacy. Yeah, and then the menu will even say, 
the, there's a certification that if they put it on the menu, that technically it has to be the Wagyu to put it on the menu. Right. Like if they'll have like underneath the Wagyu, like forgot what the, the wording is, but yeah. it'll say the certification underneath of it so you know what you're getting. Yeah. Got to be smart. Be smart yeah. in life. If you're going to spend that kind of money, for sure. Facts. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. Action, it, Bron- Action Bronson was talking about on Rogan's podcast this dry age uh, meat where they would like dry age it for seven months, eight months, yeah. and then you just cut everything away from the center, and then you eat yep. the center of it. Yep, they're pushing they're pushing the the limits on dry aging. That looks so crazy. Yeah, now they're 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 actually dry aging duck and chicken and pork. Duck might be good. Duck would duck would be really good, and they they do weird techniques. They'll age stuff in beef fat. They'll age stuff in beeswax. And that'll extend the aging process even further. Yeah, there's That's there's crazy. there's some wild stuff. The deeper down you dive into the culinary world, yeah. That's crazy. So it's cool though. Yeah. Did you guys who tried the hazy? I tried it. Well, I, mean, I haven't. I haven't tried it. I yet. like it more than that. Uh... May I? Uh... Yeah, it's right there. Oh. Serve sure, sure yourself, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna serve myself. Hazy, hazy. Ooh, this is hazy. Yeah. This this is uh, from. From, uh, well, my buddy, um, Chef Daniel from Heritage Barbecue, uh, he always does stuff with local craft beers. And I knew I was coming on, on your podcast, so I hit him up. I'm like, hey, like, who's got a good craft beer? Like, what, what's the word on the street? And he told me to go down to this place, Gun Whale, mm-hmm. much to Big Lou's dismay. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> right down the street, too, so it helps. Yeah, super right down the street, super local. Mm-hmm. Um, so I cruised over there the other day, and I met uh, Jordan, one of the guys in the back, mm-hmm. and he was just telling me about everything that they're doing. They're doing all sorts of crazy stuff down there. Um, but this hazy, they they just dropped it oh, yesterday, so yesterday good. night. It's tasty, so, right? Yeah. It's so good. Super tasty. Looks like orange juice. It does. It's like a floral orange juice. Yeah. I usually go for the floral or, like, the fruity stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, this is super it's tasty. tasty. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You this in, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, what is dry aging for me? Because I actually don't know. Uh, dry aging is a process where you essentially you're air air drying meat. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a dry process of drying as opposed to a wet process, like in a marinade, mm-hmm. right? So they they air dry it or they coat it either in a dry rub or in fat and then they'll hang it in a meat locker um some in, a, in a dry refrigerator basically a, yeah like you're not there's no moisture in the refrigerator right, right. like it's keeping it cold like you would in a refrigerator right because right, okay. moisture adds mold uh, mold yeah. adds bacteria and the meat still gets moldy and there's still bacteria on it you have to cut it off okay um so you cut off like that first outer layer um, but there's places over in europe that i've seen that they just go to their backyard and they just like hang stuff. Stick it up. Yeah, they just stick it up and just like let it age. Um, but yeah, dry aged meat is great, especially if you can get a good one. There's a couple butcheries around here that do it, but it tastes totally different, right? Have you ever had dry aged? Yeah, so my dad just bought some uh, a couple weeks ago actually, yeah. and um, I forgot where the butcher that he went to, but it's really expensive. Yeah. So he got a couple steaks, and um, I want to say it was probably for the two steaks, it was like fifty bucks, fifty five bucks. Oh, that's just cheaper than just, I, know. I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> it's more expensive than what we, what we would uh, be used to, but so I mean, depending on how uh, aged it is, I guess. But for yeah. what it was, it was it was pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've never had like the legit stuff. Like we're Action Bronson. We bring keep bringing him up um, when he was talking about that on on Rogan's <laughs> like podcast. I like his music. 
um the way he was talking about that stuff that was aged for six seven eight nine months some people even going longer than that is that it tastes like a like a piece of blue cheese yeah like it's so funky yeah when you get down to the meat it tastes like blue cheese like yeah. it's got that much flavor like it's so much like you get a slice for two three hundred bucks but that's all you want is that much because if you eat it too fast it's just like blue cheese if you ate too much of it it would just be like way too mm, okay. like the overload would be too crazy yeah hey hey, hey yeah chef uh so if somebody wants to buy a good cut of meat where do they go where do they go where are you located at orange county orange county um I would recommend, let me see, oh. um, the butchery. Okay, I've been there. Mm-hmm. Butchery's good. Uh, what's what's the one in Santa Ana? There's one in 4th Street Market. They're, oh. They're a big one. Oh, um, the Croft? Is it the Croft? No, no, no. No, that's no, an old no, restaurant. That's, that's a restaurant. Let me okay. look it up. I, I, um, I don't exactly. So that's a butcher, good spot? Yeah. yeah, I would go to one of those two. Uh, I mean, unless you got a plug somewhere else. Well, that's why we're asking you. N- I mean, I, <laughs> I don't, can't I don't, give up his sources. I, I don't. Yeah, can't, magician doesn't give out his tricks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say for anyone at the house, um, go to the butchery. They have good products. And then I'm, I'm gonna look up the other. Yeah, my, my, I had a buddy that used to work at the butchery, but the one in Mission Viejo, and Electric uh, City Butcher. Okay. Bingo. Uh, you're gonna pay a little bit more, um, but by far, Electric City Butcher is one of my favorite places to get meat from what okay. is, what does he specialize in does he have like a certain thing that he no he he um he's super seasonal so he works with like six farms along the coast of california um and just kind of whatever they have um but i know i've gotten pork there and he'll do any cut you want so nice. he'll get the whole either the whole animal or the whole half break it down and he'll break it down right there in front of you like you walk That's in awesome. and it's no bigger than this radio studio and he's got a big butcher's block in the middle and there's like two or three guys that work there. That's it. And the meat room is in the back. And you see him grab it and he'll throw it on the block. And like when I walked in there, he had, um, I think it was half a cow. Mm. And he was breaking it down for the holidays to, they sell some stuff there and then special orders and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. We don't get much of that around here, it seems like. <clears throat> that kind of. It, it's a dying, it's a dying art form. Yeah. I, I was on the East Coast uh, about a month ago now. Um, and uh, we went we kind of explored in like the deep parts of Vermont and we found like these farms just cause my, my girlfriend wanted to try raw milk and, um, just eggs just from the middle of nowhere. And we found this one spot. Um, I think it was called like the laughing or was it a uh, silly cow or something? Whatever it was. it was, it was like this middle of nowhere. There's zero background noise. There's no nothing. It's, That's the it, best. It was in the middle of nowhere. And you walk in, and it's a their farmer's market. You walk in, it's a, a trust-based type thing where you walk in. There's no cashier. It's just like whatever you take, write down your name, write down what you took, the right. amount, and then you either leave your card information or you leave cash. Okay. And they had just like a couple fridge, uh, fridges cool. set up, and it was just like um, – they had they have like a trade system with places because in Vermont like they go up north they have people that are trading different items they had um, they had salmon yeah that looked amazing um, they they were raising their own uh, free range chickens yeah they had like you could see like the thing when you drive up you see like all the chickens hanging outside they had beef they had pork they had all sorts of stuff and it was just the eggs that we got like we made breakfast the next morning with the eggs and then they had bacon there too absolutely amazing yeah it's just next level when you get like a like a real piece yeah. of meat yeah and just the eggs just even the simple thing is eggs dude it's like you paid a couple bucks more and it was so much better yeah but so it, much better it was cool always recommend going to farmer's markets if you can yeah yeah always always and there's so many good ones around here too there's uh orange county 
Uh, Huntington Beach has a good one. Uh, Irvine is another big one. And Irvine, Irvine Regional Park, they have one, I think, on Tuesdays or something. Yeah, Tuesday. that's the one. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one uh, at the new Kaiser over in Orange off of the... Yes, yes, you're yeah. right. Yeah, so that, one, that one's super good. Um, and then, of course, Santa Monica Farmer's Market. Doesn't uh, Fourth Street? Wednesday, Saturdays. I thought Fourth Street, uh, right by the playground. They I do. Thought, I think, I think they, they do. A... It's a little small, though. Yeah. It's a little small, but it is good. Um, I mean, the biggest and best is Santa Monica. Hmm. Yeah. And that's okay. where all the chefs go. That's awesome. They have a really small one in Tustin as well. Um, yeah, well, in Old, 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 old Town Tustin. Tustin. Yeah. 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 There's something to, uh, to be said, though, about that kind of stuff. Like, the, the meat especially. I mean, veggies are one thing, but the meat, when it's truly i guess humanely raised meat yeah free-range chickens oh they're small but they're so good yeah like, corn, well, like cornish game hens love cornish game hens. that was that was uh our uh growing up that was our thanksgiving tradition instead of turkey it was cornish game that hens. sounds so much better than turkey it looks like a mini, <laughs> looks like a mini turkey yeah you know who's got good uh cornish game hens medieval times yeah they do what yeah they medieval do. times really? They really do yes. okay that's i can attest my, for that that's my juicy. food memory they okay. do it well yeah I remember uh, going there like in fourth grade, yep. and then they just threw it down. And I'm like, "Where's the fork?" They're like, "You're not gonna want a fork." Yeah, yeah. I just bit into it, and just Dang. my face just ran with just like. I wouldn't think of that place being yeah. the, the spot for that. Well, in reality, you know the the the, the farmer markets. That's what that was a grocery store back in the day, dude. Mm-hmm. That's where you got all you know. That's where you got all your produce. Yeah, you know Tom's I mean? Farms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to yeah. go there with uh, my grandma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was one off of Catella, and it was a farmer's market, open building, but it was a grocery store. Yep. And we would always go there and get produce and fruits and stuff. That was the grocery store back in the day. So now now it's convenient to go to the Albertsons or Vons or yep. whatever, you know, and, and uh, so those that's why those are those are still around, but they're, they're not as popular as they, they should be. Right. You know what I mean? If, if we all did that, you know, we would probably be more self-conscious of what we're buying yeah. because – you know, we want to be responsible human yeah. beings too. You know, just buying a bunch of stuff and then in the fridge, and then it gets you know spoils and stuff like that. Then you just yeah, I'm really bad with that. Are you? <laughs> I'm really bad with that. You know, you go to Costco and it's like, oh, I can get all these bell peppers for whatever price, and mm-hmm. then you end up eating half of them. It's like, oh shit, oh, you, you know? gotta store them, pickle them, store them, juice them, dressings, jellies, jams, oh, I love bell pepper, ice yeah. cream. You're talking Sauces. to a guy that barely knows how to cut stuff, man. Like I feel like I'm a decent, a decent cook, you know, just with the basics. But man, I, I mean, I only saute them and whatnot. I don't do anything crazy with them. That's I right. wish I knew more, honestly. I like my. It's funny. Rox and I were talking about taking the, uh, like a cutting class, like a knife class. Uh-oh. Like we want to do that kind of stuff because like I, I want to get better at it. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's don't, don't get Lorraine Bobby to though, man. You gotta be careful. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, Sir Latab, uh is a little. Uh, kitchen store they have one at the spectrum yeah they do cooking classes actually one of my buddies uh she's a pastry chef and she does um all the pastry chef classes cookies and uh challah and all that challah your boy (laughs) 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 no no uh you meant for some reason you said challah and it made me think halal and then you're talking about pastries there's this one that's what it is halal halal okay i think um, but there's this one, uh, and, uh, there's this once like bakery in Anaheim that I had, uh, have you ever had, uh, Zatar? It's like a thyme. It's like the spice blend. Yeah. 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 Oh my God, dude. Yeah. I love that stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's good. That's what it just popped in my head when you said like, halal. Yeah. Oh, I think I'm going to get some after this. There you go. But is is I, that Indian food? 
It's a uh, or Middle Eastern, Middle Medi- Eastern. Mediterranean. It's area. that side yeah. of the world. Yeah, Middle Eastern. Yeah. I've never had true Middle Eastern food or Indian food. Oh, I want to take you then, because it's like you some of go. my favorite food. There you go. Uh, yeah, I like to think I'm pretty good with food, and I've never like actually been to like a, a good restaurant. But like like with Indian food with curry or Middle Eastern food, I have no idea. Okay. So I'd have to try one I of can, these times. I love Indian food. I love Middle Eastern food. Greek. There you uh, go. Yeah, nice. I um I like rice like a lot. That's cool. Yeah, like I was telling you, I like rice. I wish I could do more with it. Do a lot with rice. Well, I mean, like personally, I sure like can. I wish I could do more with rice. Let me know. Yeah. I'll, I'll send you some stuff. Oh, oh, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, what uh, what do your uh, like your your days look like as a chef? Like, I know they're they're high in there since I've worked in a kitchen before, but it's a I lot mean, of yelling. It's a lot of yelling. Yeah, my voice didn't sound like this all the time. No, no, no yeah. I, 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 I was thinking too. I was like, you didn't always have a raspy voice. Yeah. No. So, so, I mean, I, I just, I count my blessings all the time because at the end of the day, I get to play with food for a living. Right. And that's really all that it is. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how I look at it. Uh, one of the main reasons why I got into cooking is I see the world in three universal languages, right? So if you can figuratively speak one of these languages, mm-hmm. you can go anywhere in the world any group of people, um, and you're good to go, and you can connect with them. So it's music, right? right? Every culture has music. Everybody understands music, and everybody loves it. Unfortunately, I was born with holes in my eardrums, and I'm tone deaf, and I never learned how to read music. And I grew up listening to Siren Siren and I <laughs> Felix, so my eardrums are a little, oh, <laughs> they're a little blown out. <laughs> that's the last uh, time we saw each other, too, was uh, Josh's wedding. Huh? Yeah, From that's Siren, right. Siren, Siren. Vulture Geist. That's that, what they changed. The, the, that's right. The, yeah. Uh, so music, mm-hmm. right, is universal language. Um, but I'll never, unfortunately, be able to be a part of that other than listening. Be a drummer. So, can't. I, I can't. No, I, can I, can't I can't keep beats. Oh, I can teach you. To I can't keep timing. So the the only other two languages that is understood universally are love. Love. And thankfully, I found the love of my life, and she's given me uh, one baby, another baby on the way. Oh, congratulations! Um, thank you very much. Yeah. So she, they are my pride and joy. Um, so I'm partaking in that language, which happy and, and grateful for. And the only other language is food. If you understand basic knife cuts and you understand basic flavor pairings and basic, you know, rice goes with a sauce, goes with a protein, right? Right. And you know that you can go to any country, you can go to any people and you can connect with them and you can get to know the people and they'll automatically accept you based off of your understanding of food. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's something amazing and that's why I wanted to get into it. You know, it's part of my legacy for my kids and my grandkids and like my little brother, you know, is them being able to see me be a part of that. Mm. And you can use your life for something positive and you can do something positive with it. Mm. You know, it doesn't just have to be a nine to five job, you know, in in a cubicle. And I got friends who do that and Mm. it works for them and that's cool. But, you know, I want something a little bit bigger for my life and something bigger for the people that I'm eventually going to leave behind. Mm. And this is the only way that i see it happening Mm -hmm. you know so i'm i'm in the food game till the end one way or another cooking teaching owning writing something Mm -hmm. it's going to be food for the rest of my life 
you know, and I couldn't be happier. So you, you found your spot. Found my spot. Finally. Finally. Yeah. Took awesome. me a while. I'm, I'm yeah. happy yeah. for you. I really you. am. Um, although I am curious. Uh, so you were talking about how at Sebra Mesa, uh, you're saying like, because uh, other than uh, Chef John, yeah, uh, you guys don't own your own restaurants. Correct. So you're making other people's food. Uh, so on your own personal, I would say, I guess, canvas. Yeah. What are some of your uh, culinary inspirations? Like what, what cultures? So, so I think the most important thing for any chef, um, especially young chef, someone who's wanting to come into the game, come into the industry. Um, and it took me a long time to realize this, but you have to start or at least get into, uh, your roots as a person Mm -hmm. because, uh, I believe naturally, um, those flavors and flavor profiles are going to be bred in you no matter what. You can't get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I'm mostly Mexican. Um, and something about Mexican food, if it's a dish that I've never had, you know, something my grandma never made me, um, as soon as I eat it, I automatically connect with it, even if I have no idea what it is. It's just something in me. It just it tastes right. It tastes like home. Right. And I've never had that ingredient before or whatever it is. So for me, one of the passions is Mexican food. Um, and I've really taken this last year, and I've delved deep into uh, Mexican food, Latin American food, techniques, ingredients, stuff like that. So I've been learning a lot, um, trying to bug all my aunts and uncles and <laughs> to give me some recipes that they grew up with. Because right. um, a big thing in Mexican culture is we don't take recipes we don't take measurements right it's like mm-hmm. oh it's just a little pinch of this and a little you know you just kind of taste it and my grandma writ she's nothing written down at all nothing so it's it's hard to trace that but it's kind of fun at the same time um so definitely mexican latin food uh, is a passion and then for some reason i'm not from the south i <laughs> wish i was but for some reason i'm just infatuated with Southern food. They call it soul food for a reason. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is. It's mm-hmm. the weirdest thing. And I, I can't get enough of it. So I'm currently trying to find a way to blend the two because they actually have a lot of similarities. They do. Um, uh, they both use corn excessively. Um, they both have their own versions of whiskey, right? Bourbon, whiskey in the South, and then mezcal mm-hmm. down in Mexico. Um, and they both use a lot of chilies. Um, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff. The deeper you delve in, mm-hmm. the closer they are. And there's, I think, the people that have successfully combined Mexican and Southern, I can probably count them on one hand. Not a lot of people are doing it. And to me, it seems like such an obvious choice. Right. So I'm trying to figure out how to do that. Mm-hmm. So it's fun. And I have no roots down south. Mm-hmm. So I have no connections, no plugs. So it's just straight studying and asking a lot of questions. When you, and uh, when you say south, are you talking more like because you were talking about peppers? And that stuff. Are that you was my question more, too. Like more Cajun or more like I, hey, huh? wait, the way you're rocking the audio oh. is kind of weird. Yeah, my bad. Uh, <laughs> so to answer your question though, um, right now I'm kind of all of it. Okay. I figure. Mm-hmm. Learn learn all the rules like a pro so you can break them like an artist later. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so, yes, Cajun, yes, Low Country, um, Texas barbecue. It's a lot of different flavors. You go, it, you're going from Cajun seafood to yep. straight up ribs and corn. Like. Right. And it's weird. So, Cajun actually stems from French cuisine mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. European food. Yeah. And then you have the Low Country, which stems from Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, 
And because of the way that the U.S. was founded, right, uh, you know, they came over on the ships and they had all the African slaves. The Africans brought their food and their ingredients, and they were primarily the ones, you know, making a lot of the food, you know, in the kitchens and stuff. So really, if you think about it, um, the first American food was African. Mm. That's Uh, American... Yeah. That's cool. Out, out, out of ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why are you smiling? Because I'm black. <laughs> out of ignorance, though. Uh, out of ignorance, what 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 is the uh, like the African flair to that? Well, um, the biggest thing that comes to mind is barbecue. Stems okay. from Africans. So, uh, all the slaves work in the tobacco fields for all those hours. Right? They didn't get the best food. They had. They were stuck. They were left with the pigs. And the worst of the worst, you know, grits, you know, okra, like all, all of that That's stuff. True. Yeah, yeah. So what um, the slaves used to do is at the end of their hours or while they were working, they would roast uh, whole pigs, barbecue, over the fire, underground. Um, and it would take hours and hours and hours while they were working. So that way, by the time they got off, they would have something to eat. And then so that is where it originated now. That's partially why we have barbecue as a culture. This is just a example. But um, most of the peppers, a lot of the spices and seasonings, um, if they didn't come from Europe, you know, with the Cajun and the French influence, Mm -hmm. they came from Africa. So it's really interesting. And it's a a light not a lot of people know. And there's a lot of, there's people who are learning about it and trying to bring it to light. but yeah, something I found really interesting in my studies and stuff. But yeah, with Mexican food, that would be interesting. Yeah, mm. hmm. but it could work. You could do like a Mexican style grit. You can do. Well, yeah, they have. Mm. Yeah, they have yeah. hominy. Hominy, yeah, that was yeah. Like mm-hmm. manudo. Manudo is hominy, right? The, no, it... manudo is stomach lining. With, yeah. with I mean, I've had pozole. hominy. Pozole. That's pozole. Pozole. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. the hominy that, soup. That's the one I. Sorry. Yeah, I apologize. But masa. Mm-hmm. Right, that's all corn, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, all the peppers, and then you have fruits, and then I think if oh, I'm remembering think... correctly, Europeans or Spaniards, which was my family lineage, was from Spain, traveled down to Mexico, and they introduced um, pigs and cows, and that's where you get um, uh, like barbacoa mm-hmm. and the carnitas, mm-hmm. you know, Mexican staples that. Weren't in Mexico at all. Yeah, most of Mexico was actually, if you look back to like Incan food, it was a lot of it was uh, vegan and vegetarian. A lot of grains and a lot of vegetables. Um, they used to do a lot of turkeys and rabbits, but other than that, like all the stuff that we know and love, Mexican food today, they didn't have that for a really, really long time. So it's pretty interesting. Mm. But yeah, Mexican Southern. That's kind of what I'm aiming for. I'm, I'm hungry. Yeah, yeah, I'm right? hungry too. <laughs> Yeah, well, we got pie and we got beer. We do have pie. We have to dig into this pie. It's yeah. uh you said banana coffee. Yeah, banana coffee, dulce de leche, so caramel. Okay. But yeah. Okay, I'm gonna dig in right now. Go for it. Dude. It's been sitting in front of me this whole show, and here we go. This is from Toast. It is. Pretty good, huh? Oh man, I can't even. I, I mean, I I can't even question it. Obviously, it sounds. Good. You have to. So, I want to congratulate you, Chef Josh, because one thing that you need to know about me is I don't like pie. Really? Until now. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad I brought you a pie then. Yeah. No. It was. It's good. It is. 
Um, so at the coffee shop I work at called the Lost Beam. Yeah. Oh. We had this drink called the Monkey Mocha. Yeah. It's mocha and banana. Yeah. That's that in pie form. Right. Holy no, crap. this is so good, but like better because yeah. there's caramel, there's the dolce, like you said. Yeah. I, I like the mild banana flavor. It's yeah. not too overpowering. Right. It's, banana can definitely be. It could be a little much. Yeah, absolutely. I love banana, but yeah, it could be. A but little no, much. I like this a lot. It's a uh, very pudding. Yeah. Puddingy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pastry cream. Pastry cream. Okay. Yeah, it's chocolate pastry cream. Mm-hmm. Push it push it that way. You guys you guys are gonna save me some, but nope. like no, okay. <laughs> so you guys can go to toast and enjoy this uh coffee banana pie. Yeah. Uh what's your favorite pie over at Toast? My favorite pie. We actually he just came up with a new one which blew my mind. It's just like the, the pho pot pie that he came out with. Uh but it's a sweet pie. It's based off of the idea of kettle corn. So it's a movie-style popcorn pastry cream with, um, what did he do on top? I think he did a Thai tea whipped cream. And then... uh, I didn't know he could do that. (laughs) uh, He did uh, caramel with caviar. Like actual caviar? Facts. Okay. From our fishmonger. Yeah. There's a lot going on because... Thai tea is really strong. I think mm-hmm. really I th- flavorful. I think it's Thai tea, but his whipped cream is, is super super mellow. Um, but it's and it might not be Thai tea. I could you know chef hours. <laughs> I might not be remembering it. <laughs> no. But it is the movie style popcorn, right? And then the caramel and then the caviar just adds instead of putting salt on top, we just did the caviar. So it's your kettle corn flavor. Okay, that's that what makes it, sense. That's what it is. Damn, salty sweet. That's the play. Um, I like that. But yeah, that one's probably my favorite. That's on the menu right now. Yeah. That is freaking awesome. Have some Good. more. I just had some. Have I've some I've never had anything like that before. This is yeah. I, I'm I'm a pie guy. It's funny you don't like pie. I I'm, I'm not a huge fan of cake. I've I'm never, a cake guy. So. I, I'd rather have pie because I feel like there's just uh, like cake is just breading. Like where pie, I feel like you can kind of have. I don't know. You have like the crust and you have the filling. Then you have whatever's on top. See, yeah. growing, growing up for me, I was a textures person. So that's pretty much what it was for me. It was textures. Yeah. But I'm, I'm slowly getting over that. I forced myself to get into mushrooms and avocado recently. Oh, I love mushrooms and avocado. <laughs> so I'm though. proud of myself now that I've knocked out pie. So yeah. here we go. go. Yeah. I just got to get olives out of the way and I think I'm good. Olives are tough. I haven't. That's one ingredient I won't use. Really? Facts. Okay. Yeah. And... Granted, there's a lot that goes into the olive. There's a rich history there, mm-hmm. and I appreciate it, and I respect it. And every time I'm presented with an olive, 100%, I will try it mm-hmm. every time. Okay. No questions asked. But 100% of the time so far, <laughs> I've been disappointed. I don't like olives. I don't like olives either. Yeah, like, do I. I, I, I've tried. I've tried. and Yeah, and I love pickles. I love pickles. You know, and I love briny stuff, but olives, just something, something about it. I just uh, brined a, I brined a chicken for the first time the other day. Congratulations. Yeah, <laughs> it felt good. I made myself a brine. No, because I was like, everyone's like, you need a brine, brine me, meat, brine, brine your meat. It'll, it'll stay moist. It'll yeah. get the flavor. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to try to brine some chicken. So I did, uh, I made the brine. I did, uh, salt, brown sugar, uh, granulated sugar it was kosher salt okay and then uh i threw paprika okay and um some garlic in there there you go yeah and i just had that going and some uh, olive oil throw some chamomile in there next time 
chamomile like the tea? Absolutely. I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I threw cayenne too. There you go. Yeah. With okay. the paprika. I was kind of going for like a blackened kind of kind cool. of idea. Yeah. But I'll try that chamomile because I have chamomile at home. There you so go. So do you, do you steep it before or how, well, would, how you, would I do that? You'd get all your, your, your water, your salt, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever your brine is. Uh, bring it all up to a boil. This is what I would do. I'd bring it all up to a boil to melt. Everything that's in the salt, the sugar, stuff like that. Right. Um, once it's cooled completely, then you put your chicken in there and you let it sit in there. Okay. But yeah, that's what I would do. No more than 24 hours. But I mean, like the, the tea itself, the chamomile, how would you, do you just throw that while it's You, while it's, you while do it going? while it's in the boil. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So nat- then... naturally, if you throw tea in water, mm-hmm. you'll make tea. That's how they do right. sun tea. Right. It takes longer. But if you heat it up, it just speeds up the process. Do, do you leave the, the tea in the brine though? That's I would. Like, you would? Okay. Yeah. Cool. But get like straight chamomile. If you can even go to the Mexican market and get the chamomile flowers, mm-hmm. you'd be better off. Oh, that's what I have. I have like the the, the actual like chamomile. There buds. you go. The Egyptian. I have Egyptian chamomile. There you go. Yeah, yeah. just throw that in there. I'll throw, I'll, I'm gonna try that next time. Yeah. That sounds so good. Good amount of salt. Mm-hmm. Let it let it dry out mm-hmm. too. Pull it out maybe like um, half hour before you actually want to cook it and mm-hmm. let it air dry. Air dry instead of uh, patting it down. Do both. Okay. Pat it down and then just leave it out. Uh, you can keep it in your fridge. Put mm. it on the top shelf. Make sure nothing else is around it. Put it on a bigger plate. Right. So nothing spills. Mm-hmm. Put put it by your fan so it dries out though. Okay. Yeah, that'll help keep it moist on the inside. Oh man, I'm so excited. Can't yeah, yeah. Chicken. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> no way. So how do how do people find you? How do people find you? How do people find uh, Toast? And how do people find Sober Mesa? Just um, one more time. Honestly, everything's on social media nowadays. Right. Yeah. So that would be the best way. I'm, mm. I'm not going to give you my cell phone number online. On, right. No. On I, mean, I, I, I did. I did mean your your tags, like your username or like at. What's so? What's you your got, address? What's your social security? Your blood your type. Name? Your blood type. Your social security what's number. What's your, what's your first credit card? The number? VIN number of your main vehicle. I don't know my blood type, which is wild. Neither do I. Yeah. I know mine. My wife yells at me all the time. She's like, "You need to know your blood type." You do I'm need to know like, your well, blood type. You know. I'm, a, I'm a universal donor. Oh yeah, I know. I'm going to you then. <laughs> <laughs> All I need to know is who the universal donors this, are. That's the thing that sucks is. though is I can. You're only, the first one to die. I can only get. No, I'm the I'm the last you know, one. I was die. gonna say maybe I'll, I'll hold on to you. Yeah, you gotta hold on to me. I'm I'm the band aid. Yeah, <laughs> you are the band aid. Uh, uh, so as far as as where to find me, uh, personal Instagram would be Joshua underscore Levitate. Mm-hmm. Um, Mesa is Sobre Mesa underscore a underscore gathering mm-hmm. uh toast the restaurant that i work at is toast mesa <laughs> that's awesome just <laughs> at toast mesa yeah uh my boss is big into puns he loves puns puns are great yeah and Couldn't um tell. yeah i mean those are those are going to be your primary ones mm-hmm. and as far as the event goes yeah the website uh universe.com backslash sobre mesa mm-hmm. uh tickets are there they're 100 bucks donation tickets um and yeah you'll come out uh, you'll have some food from some of the best chefs in the area um it'll be a really good night uh just and it's all going to a good cause too. And it's all going to a good cause yeah so then that wednesday unfortunately i won't be able to go because of holiday hours um but the team is going to go down to davis elementary school in santa Ana, and they're going to donate full thanksgiving meals so everything from turkey to pie to cider Okay. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and we're aiming for 500 families this year. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Last year we did 150. 
So it's quite you, the jump. And you said the first year you did 60, right? And the very first year we did 60. So, yeah, it's growing. It's growing. It's and growing. That's good. When my friend Franco Viscovi told me, he was like, hey, we want to hit 500 this year. And I knew I was going to get involved. I hadn't told him that yet. I was like, well, the only way to do that is PR. So mm-hmm. I just started calling all my buddies. And thankfully, Neil reached out to me for this super awesome uh, radio show. Yeah. And, uh, I'm glad yeah. you agreed. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, whatever it is we're doing, whether it's biking or craft beers or craft whiskey from our homie Lenny, you know, or cool food stuff, at the end of the day, it's just friends helping friends. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, that. I think that's something, yeah, it's community. Mm-hmm. community and mm-hmm. I think that's something that's so important to me. You know, every day all of us are in the grind, whatever it is we do. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever your career choice is, whatever your passion is, we're all in the grind. And all of us need help. Mm-hmm. And the only way that anyone's going to ever get to where they want to get is to help each other out. Right. You know, mm-hmm. you're only as strong as your slowest person on the team. Right. Right. So you got to help everybody out to get to where you need to go. Right. Mm-hmm. So. so. Amen. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to try this Thai chile chilaquiles, dude. The Thai chile chilaquiles? I'm, I'm a big chilaquiles fan, dude. So, okay. you're, you're, so it, is a little, it. It, it is a little bit different, though. It's not traditional. I tried to pitch him on traditional techniques. Okay, it's all right. Yeah. It's all right. If, if I don't like it, I'm going to slap the guy. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I, I, you're going to get slapped what, back. What are you doing with this chilaquiles, man? <laughs> Change the name. Thai chile tortilla chips or something. If it's not... Josh is cracking it. Hey. What do you bring? What do you bring to the you table? You haven't even the been here this table. Table. the whole show. You've been sitting in the back taking pictures. You know what? Yeah, yeah. tonight. I and now you're back today. You're just roasting them. No, not no, Charlie. He no. thought about that for the last half hour. Yeah, he's, he's like, looking at the menu. He's like, this <laughs> freaking guy. No, no, no. I mean, the, the, you know, green. The green pie was all right, but hey, green eggs and ham. You know, I'm just looking at the menu. Oh, that's oh. the old menu. Uh, is it the old menu? Oh, You're looking at yeah, obsolete bro. menu, bro. I feel, hey, like, he, I feel hey, like he's I, trying to find problems. Are you trying I'm, to find problems? No, no, not at Your all. Your child chilaquiles? Chilaquiles. No, you know what I've, I've had? Chilaquiles. I've had terrible chilaquiles where they use like chips, potato chips. Yeah. Potato and then, and, chips? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then they just put the salsa over it, you know, and I was like, what is Because like, I don't even know. Get that out of here. No, I had to teach all the guys. Like, he won't let, we can't. It's all right, Josh. It's all right. Do you want me to drop your we, mic so you can just tell us? No, no, no. <laughs> so we mix them with the salsa, and then we put it on the flat top to heat them up. This is as close as I can get. So it's close. Okay. It's close. All right. You yeah. almost do like a Thai chili chilies if you had like wonton chips and then do like a full Thai dish. No. Get out of here with your wonton chips. Why not? <laughs> no. you, you can call them. You can call them wonton. That's actually a good idea. Jay, Jay, that's a good idea. Jay, thank you for that. I got I to gotta hear him chef one time. I got to hear him chef well, yeah, at I, you one time. What's, what's, on wrong, what's wrong with wonton chips, dude? No. Just no. Wonton chips, they don't, they don't, it's, it's a culinary term. Write this, write this one down. They don't sagify right. Because mm. traditional chilaquiles, you, sa- you saute the chips, you fry the chips, mm-hmm. a little bit old, like a day or so, and then you saute it in the salsa. Mm. But wontons, when you cook them down with salsa, they're going to sagify different in textures. They get, they get all, all the wallows. That's what he's talking about, man. You, yeah. don't, want, you don't want a wallows. Yeah. Wallows. You don't want you don't want tortillas. You don't even know. Yeah. yeah, of course Neil wouldn't know, man. You don't want like he's he's sal- uh, what is it? Salsa one, with like one 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 thousand Mexican? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm honorary. <laughs> I'm honorary. Your family took me in. That's right. Taught me yeah. everything I know. That's right. Well, now we know I'm not a chef. <laughs> and I'm yeah. a machinist. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, Neil, what did you want from Chef? What did you want? From, what did you want to do? Oh, I wanted to think of exactly what I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> I gave him the opportunity to show that I'm wrong, and I obviously don't know what I'm talking about. And he brought his expertise. But that's why we brought him onto the show, yeah. so we can learn, get in his shoes. Like I said. Edge of McKaden. Edge of Yeah. Getting my slippers. Your slippers. Your chan- <laughs> just chanclas. He doesn't have his chanclas on. These are legitimate uh, chef the, shoes. Those look, like, those look like Crocs, dude. At first, I, I was like, dude. But these are leather. These you, things will last. Leather Crocs? No, they're, oh. they're not. They're, um, what are these? Uh, Birkenstocks. What? Okay. Bro, this Berkies. is like This is like the ish in the industry. Those are like the Maseratis or what? Yeah. These things. These <laughs> Gucci flip flops. Gucci flip flops. Gucci actually makes. Bo- uh, Birkenstocks for chefs, Gucci Birkenstocks. Wow, that's what's Facts. up. Yeah, Chef Michael Vataggio has a pair. Uh, my buddy gifted it to him back in the day. Wow. But yeah, so Birkenstocks, cool. these things, these things be like one fifty, okay. one seventy five. Damn. Yeah, they're like they're like the Doc Martens of chef shoes. Mm, okay. But I got sick of chef shoes. I was blowing that, through that's, those. That's bu- bougie-licious. That's right. I was I was blowing <laughs> through like like chef shoes in like two months. Like two months, just everything gone. The sole gone, my toes poking through the front. Mm. It, you know, eighty bucks, seventy bucks. I'm like, ah. like mm-hmm. let me get some. Let me get me the rainbow of chef shoes. They look, they look like Crocs from Game of Thrones. I know, but they're so comfortable. Actually, on my days off, I wear them because my feet hurt when they're not in them. Mm. It's Aww. weird. It's really weird. They've been acclimated. Yeah, they have been acclimated. What's up with Neil's hair doing? What? This whole show, his headphones have you been slowly like, moving. Yeah. Like, oh, have they? Yeah, you look yeah. like you have a hood on, dude. That, 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 that's the indicator that tells you the show's almost over. <laughs> like, when it fully like, falls on his face, like, done. I was actually, it's going to be over his eyes. He's going to be looking around like. No, I was wondering why, like. Like the guy My from Star Trek, like, right? What's the guy's name? The guy from Green Rainbow? Jordy. You know the Jordy. <laughs> LeVar Burton. LeVar Burton. Yes, dude. Yeah, I got you. So that's all we got time. He um, looks like Cyclops hits. from X-Men. He does look like Cyclops right now. That, that was a good episode of Hits 101 Radio with uh, Real Talk with Neil. <laughs> Is this, is, is this Jay trying to sound like me? Are you mocking me right now? I can see only out of one of my eyes right now. and uh, He's mocking me. About to go out with a tribe called Quest. Yes. Yeah, what's your what's your outro song, Neil? Oh, uh, what's my outro song? Hey, we got we got pump action Bronson, bro. Oh, yeah, okay. action Bronson. Okay, he's got he's I don't got know a new I album any... now. I don't, I don't Chef, know. I want to thank you, man, for coming to the studio and talking story with us and bringing your uh, delicious uh, diabetes infused uh, pie. <laughs> hey, my pleasure, man. I'm I'm happy to come out. And the beers, there. That was a good fruity floral oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, orange re- juice with a little bit of alcohol in it. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, thanks for having me. Man. Now, now yeah, we know where to go. Toast. Yeah. I, I toast, really got to make my make my way over to Toast. So Please do. I will. Yeah, you I just w- let me know when you're cruising through. I work the morning shift. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mon- cool. Monday through what? Saturday? I'm there I'm there Wednesday through Sunday. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so and close Mondays because we all learned industry, industry night. night. Industry yeah. night. Copy uh, that. And then Tuesday is uh, family day for me. <clears throat> Sunday okay. have a brunch? Yeah. Saturday, Sunday brunch. Awesome. Absolutely. That, yeah, that's when it's the busiest i'm sure okay. <laughs> we, just get, we just get wrecked okay yeah so, uh this has been the real talk with uh big lou and jay stay and our special guest chef joshua thank you again for coming yeah. in and we're out thank you all right next time we'll see you guys next time right. why you always all on my back uh, why you Why you gotta act like
in a paper cup i hope every soda you drank already shaken up i hope your dreams dry like raisins in the baking sun i hope your titties all saggy in your early 20s i hope it's always snow in your driveway i hope you never get off fridays and you work at a friday that's always busy on fridays i hope you win the lottery and lose your ticket i hope it's ben and socrates poop all up in your kitchen i hope the zipper on your jacket gets stuck and your headphones short And your charger don't work And you spill shit on your shirt I hope your tears don't hurt And I can smile in your face Cause my loss is how Delilah changed my locks to a fade I hope you happy I hope you happy I hope you ruin this shit for a reason I hope you happy 